All right, welcome back to the Carousel, the number one podcast for all the latest news, scoop, rumors about the college basketball coaching carousel. I'm Adam Gordon, uh, joined today with our co-host Brian Burton of All Access Network. What's up, Brian? Not much, man. Not much. It's, it's a good day. Uh, just a reminder: we're not here to talk and celebrate anyone uh, on the hot seat or anyone losing their job. We just want to talk about the openings that are open now and some possible names. Yeah, exactly. And we want to make this interactive. So if you've got scoop, if you've heard rumors, um, shoot us a text anonymously at 662-418-9031 or comment in the DM, slide into our DM, shoot us a comment on social media. Um, We want to make this interactive. We want everybody to to join in on the scoop. Uh, You know, it's always so secretive and knowledge is power in this industry, which is complete BS, in my opinion. Uh, let's put it out there and, and let the chips fall where they may. Um, you got to tell them why us? Why us again? Yeah, why us? Why is it me and Brian Brian hosting the show? We we're not the most connected people. We don't have all the answers. We just don't give a fuck anymore, Brian, because we don't coach. Um, so we're free to talk talk nice and easy. We don't have to play the political game or worry about getting our next coaching gig. No, at doubt. least I don't. No doubt, I don't either. I don't either. I'm in the same boat. Um, I will say the slide into the DMs is normally a uh, more of a romantic thing, but I like I like what you did there. I like what you did there. Yeah, you know, you slide in DMs for many different reasons. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're a nutcase like we are, uh, that's like a college coach obsessed with you know the job market and and Twitter and constantly on that, you're sliding into DMs for jobs. This is true. That's how it works this these days. This is true. I think they would use a different word than slide in, but I like it. I like it. I like it. Twelve fifteen today, we'll be joined by the one and only Adam Nelson from Hoop Dirt, the Dirt King himself. So this is an episode you definitely want to uh, stay tuned into, and we'll always have a uh, different type of guests that can talk about specific jobs or job marketing in general. And yeah, we'll have we'll have some fun once again. Episode two. Well, let's get right into it, Brian. Um, since last week, we've got we've got new jobs that have opened. Um, but before we get into those, we, we have our first hires. Um, yes. Northern Illinois, first on the board at the Division One level, at least, of uh, hiring a new head coach, not counting Interim's being moved up. Uh, yep. They made the hire Rashawn Burno, the associate head coach from Arizona State. Congratulations to him. He's certainly been in the business a long time and paid his dues. Not only yep. a great recruiter, but does a lot. I know he's done a lot at the Arizona State program. Uh, in terms of coaching and mentoring their guys and does a lot on the court. Uh, we wish him the best. I would imagine he's going to take some of the, some guys from Arizona state with them. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, you saw a couple of their, their guys uh, at Northern Illinois. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Brandon, our own Brandon Rosenthal, I don't know this, but I wouldn't be surprised if he went, um, you know, there's the Robo was on the Arizona state staff Um so usually when a guy takes a job, they're going to bring some people with them. And I think you can imagine seeing some of that stuff happen as well. Yeah. And they had a, uh, he has Chicago ties. I think that was the big thing. Obviously great experience. He's been in the business a long time, great reputation, but those Chicago ties, I think were the big part of what made them feel excited about uh, bringing him in. And uh, definitely cool to see uh, a guy that's paid his dues like he has get a shot. So excited for him. It's going to be good. And then we got Texas State, right? Yeah, so Texas State uh, definitely got a, a, a source plug last night, which was uh, pretty cool to celebrate. I'm, I'm really excited for TJ um, just to be able to have, you know, to, to seal the deal. Isaac Brown, obviously, and Wichita State led the way first, making the interim tag uh, now full-time. And expected today is that Terrence Johnson will be named uh, full-time head coach at Texas State after winning the Sunbelt title. Uh, just an awesome, awesome story. And two of the best stories in college basketball this season to me has been Texas State and Wichita State. So excited to see uh, the good guys win. It doesn't always happen that way, but it's happening. Those guys won championships. You can't do anything more than that. So excited for both of those guys. Yeah, it's about time they take the interim tag off, right? I know. It, it is about time. I feel like it's been a uh, long time coming. But, uh, yeah, the whole state is excited. Uh, TJ is a, a definite – favorite in uh, the state of Texas. And we talked about it last time. I need to go ahead and get it done. sounds like today they will be getting it done. So excited for TJ and Texas State and their entire staff. Well, let's get uh, let's get right into new jobs that have come open. Um, start us off here, Brian. 
Yeah, so we got um, Indiana State. Um, definitely a good job. Missouri, Missouri Valley Conference, uh, home of Larry Legend himself. Uh, definitely has some tradition to be able to sell. Uh, Indiana is a great basketball state, as we know. And uh, Missouri West, Missouri Valley Conference is still a high-level basketball conference. So definitely will be a job that I think people will uh, be excited about to get involved in. And, uh, yeah, I think a couple of names I've already heard. Um, man, I'm drawing a blank. Um, what's my guy's name as the head coach at Mercer? Greg Gary? Yep. Yep. So former, Greg Gary. Former Purdue assistant. Former Purdue assistant. Uh, has done a tremendous job at Mercer in a really tough league. Uh, they were just in the championship game to play in the tournament. Came up a little bit short. But, uh, yeah, I've heard his name probably because of his Indiana ties. He's one name I've heard. Uh, that's a good one uh, and done a tremendous job. And then I've actually also heard uh, Todd Simon, who just won Coach of the Year at uh, Southern Utah. Um, I'm not sure if there's a specific tie. He's a more of a Michigan guy, but it's close enough. He's from the Midwest and uh, has done such a great job at uh, Southern Utah. Not a great resource job, Southern Utah, I can say that. And Indiana State, uh, just a much higher profile level job. It sounds like they're looking for a sitting head coach not someone who is um, uh, an assistant that has not necessarily called a timeout just yet. So those are two yeah. of the names I heard so far. Yeah. And then Josh Schertz, the head coach of Lincoln Memorial, uh, obviously his name's been all over, you know, Twitter and hoop dirt the last couple of days as, as being, you know, the emerging leader for that job. Uh, he's taken Lincoln Memorial to, you know, as, as high as you can go at the division two level, they're a powerhouse year in and year out. Um, and, uh, you know, Jason Belzer's agent. Uh, I know Jason's been, you know, uh, I don't know about grooming him to be a head coach, but he's been positioning him to get that division one head coaching job and make that jump. And they've been picky. Uh, uh, I think Josh is one of the higher paid head coaches at the division two level. So I don't think they were going to make a jump for just any, you know, low major division one and in Indiana state certainly isn't that it's a great, Right. You know, mid-major program, like you mentioned, from a very good mid-major conference. So that one makes a lot of sense. And obviously, he's a great coach. But also, you know, you got to recognize, too, Greg Lansing did an unbelievable job there. 11 seasons. Uh, he's, as you know, as good of a ball coach as you're going to find as well. Um, but sometimes, you know, for whatever reason, a school wants to make a change and mix it up and get some new blood in there. Uh, yep. But do want to acknowledge the job that, that G. Lance did there at Indiana State. Uh over the years. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually just got a uh, anonymous text. I, I, we've all heard the Josh name, Josh Church name. Uh, we talked about it before the show. It sounds like he is the favorite. And I got a text confirming that it looks like it is going to happen, not just that it might happen, but that it is going to happen. So uh, if it does, in fact, happen, you heard it here first. Just kidding. No, um, it's just cool to see that uh, more schools are starting to go to Division two head coaches. Um, we've obviously seen the success of guys like Grant McCaslin, Chris Beard. Uh, I'm sure there's an, a plethora of others uh, that have been Division II head coaches that are now getting their shot to move up. So, uh, yeah, exciting to see uh, Josh Church. Looks like he's going to be the next head coach of Indiana State. Breaking news. Well, we'll yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, certainly that head coaching experience is a big deal. So, um, you know, we'll see. Also, just a quick plug uh, for the Right Fit podcast, which, which is going down later today. It's a Rising Coaches member zoom uh we actually have the lincoln memorial athletic director jasher cox on talking about uh how he approaches the hiring process so uh yet again great great podcast scheduling on, on the rising coaches uh part uh, a very timely guest it sounds like so that'll be later this afternoon at three eastern all right it. let's stay in that region of the country eastern illinois um another situation you had jay spoonauer who did a great job in a very difficult situation, Eastern Illinois. Uh, in my opinion, I know you always got the you've always got the printouts, Brian, that ranks the job. <laughs> and I've got just my own experiences to go on, but EIU, in my opinion, the worst job in the OBC. Very you coached in that, you coached in that league, so you know better than anybody. Well, they they had you know their their institution had a lot of financial issues a few years ago. They almost lost their athletic department. I think they survived that scare. Um, but just from a resources standpoint, um, they don't have a ton. 
their gym is is not great. Uh, their their location is is a challenge. Um, so it's a hard job. And, and Jay Spoonauer did a great job over the years. Um, maybe you can talk about some names that you've heard. Two guys that pop out to me. First of all, right away, I'd be on the phone with Kyle Smith Peters, yep. John A. Logan. I haven't heard his name. Got to give uh, some Duco love. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously has done as good of a job as any junior college coach in the country over the last few years at John A. Logan, uh, turning them into a powerhouse. And again, another guy with head coaching experience, which is a big deal. And then he's proven he can recruit. And I just think you got to get creative recruiting wise at a job like EIU. Um, and then another guy is Chris Hollander. Um, and I, I have seen his name mentioned uh, on a couple, you know, sources on Twitter and, and hoop dirt, but uh Hollander is an assistant at Missouri. He's from right around there, uh, Mattoon, Illinois, which I think is, you know, 15 minutes away from the school. Um, and and he does a great job. What are some other names that you've heard? I, I've read a few. Yeah, I, I just like to take a second and just kind of even go into this Kyle Smith-Peters one a little bit. Um, as a you know former JUCO guy, we love to show JUCO some love. Um, I love the idea of hiring a JUCO coach to be able to move up. He's done an outstanding job making Johnny Logan a blue blood program in the, at the JUCO level, which it wasn't before at all. Uh, and then just to have a guy get drafted from there um, last year and go to the Clippers shows the ability that he's been able to recruit. I think they have a Kansas commit this year, uh, along with another maybe high major commit, but they were preseason number one and have as talented a team as they have in the country. So if you can get some of that level of talent to come to that level, then you could have a lot of fun at Eastern Illinois in the uh, in the OVC. So I just like to spend some more time just giving him shout out and hope that they will actually give. Um, you know, as a small college coach, former small college coach, you just love the stories when guys get to level up. Because I think uh, again, there's so many JUCO coaches that are at the Division One level that are having tremendous success too. So I love the fact that uh, that they're considering that. And I hope they actually go in that direction. That's that's my shameless plug, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, a couple other names. Um, Marty Simmons, uh, who's at Clemson now, but of course was the, the head coach at Evansville for many years. Uh, one of the best offensive minds in, in basketball. Um, he, he would be a slam dunk. I think he's great. Um, you know, again, he's a he's a Jim Cruz guy. Uh, Chris Hollander and him obviously are very close and have that Evansville tie together. So kind of kind of always strange when you see two guys from the same coaching tree involved in a job. Um, right. But that's another guy I could see getting the look. And uh, what other name did I hear? Jeff Alexander, another guy from that, from that coaching tree who's currently at Illinois. Uh, heard his name as well. Um, and I think Adam Nelson, I think Hoop Dirt reported a couple other guys. We'll bring Adam on in just a few minutes. Uh, but according to Hoop Dirt, I'm just looking at their site now. Uh, he mentioned Paul Lusk from Creighton, as well as Jamal Walker, who's at Grand Canyon. So be interesting to see what happens there. That's a that's a new one. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, Grand, Canyon's had a great, Grand Canyon's had a great year. Jamal Walker was at Illinois uh, as an assistant, has some ties to that area, done a great job recruiting everywhere he's been. So he would be a great name. And uh, the other one you said, who, who was the other person you said? Um, yeah, Paul Lusk, who obviously had a great tenure at Missouri State, um, was the head coach there for a while before being let go, and, and has has been at Creighton, where obviously they've had tremendous success, um, even though they have some have had some recent controversy. Um, I don't think that will phase him at all in this in this or factor in. Uh, last job we'll talk about before we bring in our guest, Central Connecticut State. Another um, another new one that's opened since our last show last Thursday. Yep. Um, another challenging job. Danielle Marshall has let go. Uh, two names that I've heard pretty early. Uh, Pat Sellers, assistant coach at Fairfield. He's got a ton of experience. He he was a great player at Central Connecticut State. Uh, I think was one of the best in their in their school history. Um, he's been on staff at UConn, UMass, Creighton. He's it's a little it's a little weird because Danielle Marshall is a UConn guy. Yep. Uh, so I don't know if Jim Calhoun's connected or has some sort of connection to that school or poll. But it would be interesting to see um, see him uh, another UConn guy there. And, and then another yet another UConn guy that I've heard involved. 
is Scott yep. Burrell. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, a great player that played at UConn, um, that, uh, you know, played, went on to play with MJ and the Bulls. Uh, he's the head coach at Southern Connecticut State. He's done a very good job there, Division II program in state there. I think he's been there for about five years. He hasn't quite had the same career that like a Josh Schertz have had, has had, where they were going to Final Fours and ranked number one in the country. But he's certainly had a great tenure there at Southern Connecticut. Yep, absolutely. And then, you know, I think a lot, a big part of making a move like that too is, you know, you see guys like Mark Madsen's had tremendous success at Utah Valley um, as a former, you know, NBA guy and won championships. I think that, that, um, what it brings to your program, uh, that presence that you have. I think Scotty Burrell is known as a funny guy and a super professional, so he would be he would be a great choice. Um, I've also heard, um, what is my guy's name? Steve Curran at um, St. Bonaventure, who's the associate head coach, who's done a tremendous job being right there, the right-hand man to a lot of championships and a lot of success there. Uh, I've heard his name also mentioned as a guy who, uh, on the outside, he's not connected to UConn, so he may not have as much of a chance. But uh, as an outside name, I've heard that name uh, as well. Great guy, though. Great guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Great coach, great guy. But I, I've heard more so the two names you actually said. So we've talked about that a little bit. Those two names, uh, they, they make sense. And uh, we'll see how Central Connecticut kind of progresses. Yeah, and, and uh, I've been slacking here on my graphics. We finally got, I got up to speed here with my graphics with the school name. So I apologize. It was, it was, it was, it was a production team backstage. It wasn't you. Yeah. Yeah. Where's our, where's our producer at? Um, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that I was like, are we still in Indiana state? But. <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring in our guest today. We're, we're very excited to have them. No one better to talk about um, the, the coaching carousel and this time of year than our guest, uh, Adam Nelson from hoop dirt. Let's bring him in. Adam, what's up? How, how fired up are you for this time of year? <laughs> Man, I, I can't even tell you. Like, like I wish, I wish you guys could see my desk right now. Like, this is nuts. I've got, I've got the second computer going here. I've got the phones here, and like, I'm a big fan of like these yellow pads of paper. I love like, it. I've got stuff spread out like you wouldn't believe. But this is, you know, this is fun. This. Is the- <laughs> what, 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 what is this time of year like for you? Honestly, give us a little quick behind the scenes. Um, crazy. Just never ending. Yeah. Absolutely never ending. Um, but but in a good way, you know, and, and, and Brian, like we've talked before and, you know, because I like talking to coaches, I like talking to the guys that I came up with and the new right, guys right. I met, like it's a good way to stay in touch with guys and you hear a lot of stuff. Right. Um, it, but I'll be honest, and you know, at, at hoopdirt.com, we, we do a lot more than just the division one stuff, you know, the twos, threes, NAIs, junior colleges, that stuff's actually a lot quieter this year because so few of them played, um, wow. you know, none of the division three JUCOs played. Uh, about half the division twos and threes actually had a regular season, you know, so th- there's right. not going to be as much stuff going there. So not that it's ever quiet in March here at the hoopdirt.com world headquarters, but right. <laughs> it might be a right. little, little quieter, but this is, you know, like last week, this week, and the next couple of weeks are the really, you know, kind of the busy ones with, with, with stuff opening and, and people on the move. Do you go into training like in February? Do you start running <laughs> you through my special diet to get ready for this? No, th- you know what? There's no training, but but there's that one day every year that like the phone just doesn't stop, and it's like, well, okay, this is it. This is the start. So yeah, like I'm, you know, you got, you know, you you, you never like you never know when it's gonna come, but when it comes, you're like, okay, all right, it's on, it's go time. Here we go. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, it's you know, it, it's this is this is what we do, and you know, and, and I've said it a lot. I said to everybody I talk to, I've said to you guys, like you, you never. You never like seeing guys lose their jobs. No, we're not about that, and that's why, like you know, at hoopdirt.com, we'll never do a hot seat. Um, right. we'll, we'll never project who's going to lose their job, right. but we do want to help guys in the business move. So we're going to give them the latest stuff that we have. Um, right. So you know, it, it, it's that good, that bad. Uh, but but in reality, we do want to help coaches, and we got a lot of we got a lot of information, man. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. It, it's nuts. Yeah, well, let's, let's get right into it. it. Let's get to it. Yeah, let's start with Penn State. Tell us tell us what you're hearing there and what's the latest. Yeah, so there's there's a bunch going on. Can you know what, Adam and Brian? Can I hijack this for a second? Can I go back to what I was listening to you guys talk for a second? Uh, can I just follow up on a couple of things you said about Indiana State, Eastern Illinois, and Central Connecticut? Can can I hijack the show? Is that okay? Um, uh, Indiana State, you guys are right on with Josh Shirts. Um, he he's like the man there. This this has actually been going on for a little while. Um, 
you know, for whatever reason, he's been involved there for a while. Um, don't want to say it's done, but but this is getting really close to being done with shirts. Obviously, he, he's had a phenomenal run at Lincoln Memorial. So you guys are right on there. You guys had that. Um, Eastern Illinois, you guys, again, those are some of the names that I talked about today. Um, you know, especially with Lusk and Marty Simmons, I think those guys are really high up there. And, and that's my fault. I actually do have Kyle Smith-Peters on my list. You can see my list. He's on there, fellas. I just I, I did not put him in today's blog for some reason, but I do think he'll be involved. I think the thing with Eastern Illinois – and Adam, you referred to it, uh, kind of lack of, of resources. That job's going to pay like 160. Um, so I think that's a pretty good list going uh, for, for guys at Eastern Illinois can get it at 160. And then finally, Central Connecticut, uh, good names you guys have. I actually just got a really, really good list about 10 minutes before I came on, and, and I want to confirm it. But you guys are, are really close here. Um, I will tell you, I believe Jimmy Ferry from Penn State is on that list. Uh, Mike Donnelly from Florida Southern and Tommy Moore, uh, in addition to some of you, some of the guys you said, and I think there's, there's a couple others, but, um, I'm going to confirm those and, and, and try to get those up in a little bit, but you guys are good, man. You, you guys are all over this stuff. So, um, sorry about that. Adam. I, I, I know I hijacked it a little bit here, but, um, look, you guys want to go to Penn state? We can talk about Penn state. <laughs> um, so. Penn State, you know, we're going to talk about this one a lot. I mean, obviously, uh, Dennis Gates from Cleveland State's been mentioned all over the place. Um, you know, I think him and, and Micah Shrewsbury are in pretty good at Penn State. But I think two names that have really, really over the last couple of days come to the forefront are uh, Travis DeCure from Montana and mm. Jeff Bowles from Ohio. Um, those guys, it sounds like they've interviewed um, with, you know, and I think they both have some ties there. Travis DeCure was at Cal when Penn State's uh, AD Sandy Barber was at Cal. So they have a little bit of a relationship. You know, Jeff Bowles is a Big Ten guy being at Ohio State. So I think those two guys are starting to emerge. Um, and, we'll, again, we'll talk about uh, Coach Gates here in a little bit more. But, uh, you know, like Penn State's a really good spot um, for, for him. Um, maybe better than the other spot he's involved with if he wants to stay, stay around for a while. Um, but, but we can talk about that. But I, I do think it's like – Gates, Shrewsbury, DeCure, Bowles is the top four right now. But I will tell you this, and I will tell you this in all honesty, it would not surprise me at Penn State if, if Jimmy Ferry stayed. Um, really? He, wow. he can coach, man. He can coach. And, and I've known Coach Ferry for a long time. When I was a young guy, and, and he was a young guy, uh, he was an assistant at Bentley when we came up in this thing. Yep. Um, you know, He moved on to Plymouth State, Delphi, where he killed it, LIU, Duquesne. He, he can coach, man. Um, so depending on how some of his other stuff shakes out, like, you know, I, I do I think it'll happen? Probably not. Would it surprise me? Nope, not at all. Um, not at all if he retained that. Um, you know, and then again, you know, there's, there's other guys that are, you know, Mark Schmidt, John Becker, they're talking about all those guys. Uh, but but I really think it's that four of, of Gates, Shrewsbury, DeCure, and Bowles right now at Penn State. All right. What do you got for, uh, for Boston College? So here we go. So this is, you know, again – you know, you guys know I'm a Boston College alum, so this one's close to the heart here. Okay, this is real close. And, and, and you know, BC has a habit uh, since the Jim O'Brien and Al Skinner days of really kind of not kind of kicking these searches. Uh, new AD Pat Kraft uh, brought in Bob Bodine to help with this. Like they they they've got to have a big time hire here, uh, but it's a tough job, man. I mean, you guys know to, to compete in the ACC. Boston is not a college sports town; it's a pro sports town. Um, but again, I. I you know, I believe Dennis Gates is number one on this list right now. His wife is the senior associate athletic director there. You know, they live apart. It would, it, it, to be honest, it just like it makes so much sense that Dennis Gates would be the choice here. But, you know, like I said though, you got to look at it too though from from maybe Dennis Gates's point of view. Like, do you want this job? Can you win the ACC? I doubt it. Um, can you go to the Big Ten and win at Penn State? Probably. But but what's more likely? So Dennis Gates came from Florida State, right? Uh, Leonard Hamilton signed a five-year extension. If he lasts five more years, you know, Dennis Gates, you know, maybe takes over at Florida State if he comes from Penn State and wins. You know, if if you're at Boston College, you're going to struggle, man. I mean, you're going right. to struggle to finish in that top half for a long time. Can he get it turned around? Maybe. Um, but I, I just think, like, what is, you know, long-term, what do you want? Do you want to jump at, at a good chance in the ACC? Sure, why not? These don't come up very often. But right. um, if, if he wants it. You know, sounds like you know, sounds like it could he could be right there. But but again, same thing with Micah Shrewsbury from Purdue. And again, you know, Coach Shrewsbury has a Boston connection where he was on Brad Stevens' staff in Boston with the Celtics for six years. Yep. That's another good name there. Um, 
you know, after, after that, I'd be really curious to see what they're thinking. It seems um, like Kingsbury is, is a leader on this. Am I wrong on that? You know, I think he and Gates are really close here. Um, I think those are, those are the two right now. Um, but again, you know, like Howard Isley from Michigan should be in that mix. Yeah. He's a Boston College alum, a lot of NBA experience. There's yeah. no reason he shouldn't be in that mix. Um, so I, I think that's where they're at right now. But but again, the thing with, with BC, you don't know. I don't know. Who knows? You know, who knows what they're going to do? I mean, there's some other good candidates out there. I mean, look at like, you know, a guy like James Jones from Yale. You know, you can bring him into a place like BC. You know, Coach Jones is recruited at a high academic institution. He can come in and recruit at BC, bring some stability, win some games. You know, the, James Jones, uh, John Thompson III, like those are really good candidates too. Right. Um, so there's, there's definitely a lot of guys out there. I, yeah, I mean, we, I think brought, we brought up uh, Howard Isley last time. Uh, we brought up Mark Smith last time. Is he involved in that? We've heard he is. Um, yeah. I actually just heard uh, Ryan Odom and Damon Stoudemire just uh, as we're on this show. I don't know if you've heard those names. You know, Odom, Odom's been being, it's been tossed out there a little bit. Um, Stoudemire's trying to get involved with a lot of stuff, it sounds like. You know, he, he's at Pacific not making a ton. Uh, I don't know if he's BC ready, but there's another thing he, he's out there kicking the tires on that, that we may talk about here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you know, like Mark Schmidt's had a really good season. Mark Schmidt can really coach. Mark Schmidt's yeah. actually a Boston College alum. Wow. So Mark Schmidt, Mark Schmidt's a good fit. Um, you know, same with John Becker at Vermont. Those are guys like if they get offered this thing, they, I would assume they take it. But again, mm -hmm. I think those those guys are kind of you know much further down the list. So, do you get any BC like inside scoop because you're an alum? Do you have like an alumni in that you can just kind of like? <laughs> yeah, no, no. You know what? I'm an old guy. I, I was there with Jim O'Brien a long time ago. Nobody else is there anymore. Those are the glory days. They, they right. haven't been very right. good since. I, I right. got. I have no. Uh, well, don't no skip good. over the Al Skinner years. They were good then. The Al Skinner years were definitely good. They were they were very good. Um, and again, but that's, you know, that's, that's what they need to get back to. But again, the problem, the biggest problem is, you know, now being in the ACC. For sure. You know, you look back at, you know, when they were in the Big East, I mean, you can compete with Georgetown, Providence, Syracuse, uh, right. you know, that, that's, you, you can compete with those guys, um, you know, similar markets uh, at the time, similar gyms. Um, but again, in the ACC, I mean, Duke, Carolina, all those schools that are just so basketball crazy. Yeah, Adam, um, Adam hates my Adam Gordon hates my rankings, but it's supposed to be the worst job in the league. That's what they say. Um, <laughs> if you put all the things together, supposedly. Yeah, you're probably pretty close. But and like I said, so you know, I'm, I'm a Boston College alum. Our oldest son is a sophomore there now. Um, you know, we we're, we're on catch. I'm going to pick him up today to come home for the weekend. They, they're building so much that they built a brand new athletic facility. Rumors are building a new practice gym. So they're trying. You know, they're trying. Um, they built a brand new baseball stadium to compete in the ACC. They're, they're, they're definitely trying. But again, you know, BC is different than some of these ACC schools. Look at, uh, you know, their, their track team, ACC track. Well, they hop on a bus to go to practice at like Harvard for, for an right. ACC track team. So, you know, not necessarily um, ACC level athletics. Um, yeah, Adam didn't like you call, calling it the worst job in the league there. I could tell. Yeah, Adam yeah. A little offense to that. I mean, not, <laughs> not because of anything you did. It's not <laughs> you. It's your league. You said it's ACC now. It's, I'm right, with you, Brian. I knew what you meant. I'm with you. Let's talk about um, – let's talk about Albany. It's a great place. It's a great place. Thank you, Brian. Great place. <laughs> what are you hearing about Albany, uh, So Albany – so there, there is a very clear top three here, without a doubt, and, and, and I believe in order – uh, Desmond Oliver from Tennessee. He's a Buffalo native. He's been around a long time, Division One assistant. Uh, Kyle Neptune from Villanova. He's yep. a New York guy, Brooklyn native. And then Dwayne Killings from Vermont, uh, from from Marquette. Um, he, he was a UConn assistant. Killings is actually from like Western Mass, which is really right. close to Albany. So to from from what I've heard, and I've heard this from a lot of guys, like legit top three and legit in that order: Oliver, Neptune, Killings. I think uh, Antoni Weish from Siena is. is like trying to get involved, kind of involved, like in that next group. Um, and, you know, some other guys. I mean, there's a lot of other names out there with, you know, Jerry McNamara, Dan Engelstadt from uh, Mount St. Mary's, Tobin Anderson from from St. Thomas Aquinas. But, like, with the way I look at Albany, like, I don't think it gets past one of those three guys. Right. Um, and if it does, I think Antonio Antoni Weish has a shot. But I, it seems, from what I've heard, like, legit legit sources that it's it's those three guys right now in actually, that order we actually mentioned those three so we're last week yeah, you so guys are good man we're, 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 we're slowly making our way man um yeah what about fordham that's probably the one that is has the least amount of information out there that people are wondering about yeah i say you know what so um 
DHR, Glenn Sugiyama is running the search. And it's hard to get a lot of stuff out of, out of that one. Um, I, I do think the, the three that have been focused on right now are Jared Grasso from Bryant, Shaheen Holloway from St. Peter's, yep. and, and, and believe it or not, Pat Chambers from formerly from Penn State. It sounds like that's the top three. Um, there's some kind of speculation that like if Grasso would, would, would be offered it, would he take it? You know, which I don't know. Um, he, he's done a really good job at Bryant and really built that. I mean, he does have a Fordham connection. He was the associate head coach back, uh, the uh, interim head coach back there in, in 2009, 2010. New York guy, but he's really done a good job at Bryant, and, and you know, can can maybe he get something better? But again, Fordham's an A10. It's an A10 mm-hmm. job. Uh, I will tell you though, I've heard from a lot of people. You know, and we put up odds. We put up a lot of names a couple weeks ago. But there's some there's some really truth to, to some of the Steve Lavin stuff too. I, I don't know where it is. He's got a lot of support coming from somewhere there, whether it's some, some boosters, alum, something. But there's, um, you know, and I, I think Fran Fraschilla kicked the tires on it a little bit and may still be kicking the tires. But there's some real, like, legit uh, Steve Lavin scuttlebutt out there, too. Have you get hired? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's done Kevin, well everywhere he's gone. Kevin Sweeney actually mentioned that last week. He mentioned those names as well. So okay. he, he was on it. Yeah, no, those, and those are those are some legit – you know, legit names. And then there'll be some other guys. I mean, like I said, it, it, it's a DHR search and those guys are going to keep it really tight to the vest, but it seems like uh, it's shaking out. That's the group right now. I've, I've actually heard that Cal Neptune interviewed at Fordham as well. Have you heard that? Yeah, he was on our initial list. Um, you know, and, and I think he, he's obviously really marketable coming from, from, you know, Villanova and being a Jay Wright guy. And, it feels uh, like it's time for him to get a shot. It feels it like does. it does. And, and you know what? I can see him at Fordham. Uh, you can also see him at Albany. Uh, you know, I, I think Fordham's a better job because it's an A10, I guess. But do you have a better chance to win at Albany? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, again, that you know, what's what's a better job to you? You know, do you want to make a little bit more money in coaching the A10 and maybe not have a chance to win and, you know, or have a chance to be really good in the, in the America East at Albany? You know, who knows? But I, I do think Kyle Neptune will, will, will get something really soon here. Right. I, I heard two more at, uh, at Fordham real quick was uh, James Jones. Um, and then also the head coach at Colgate, if they want to go more academic, kind of thinking about those two guys. I don't know if that's true, but that's I've heard a little bit on that. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't heard uh, I haven't heard those too much. Um, I'd be surprised if like James Jones would make the move to, to Fordham. I mean, he's got yeah. a really good thing, like I said, like a BC or even a Penn I just, State. I just, got, I just got a text that he actually interviewed there. That they, is what I'm told. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, that would be uh, oh boy. Be an interesting move, I, you know. Again, guys do certain things. James Jones is fifty-seven years old. Um, been at Yale twenty-one years. Could, could, yeah, it could be time for a change. You know, yeah. is it a, is it a better job? Yeah, probably. It's an A ten job, but again, I mean, you, you know, you, you got a you got a good thing. You know, it's and again, it's different going to you know the ACC or the, or the Big Ten you know with, with BC or Penn State you're going to make a ton of money and even if you last right. four or five years you, you're good you right. go to Fordham get your head kicked in for a few years but again if you're 57 years old you're probably going to retire anyway so you know not not would not be surprising if that happened right didn't didn't mean to shift gears from Mexico Adam uh, Gordon sorry about that <laughs> no 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 all good just got a te- Katie Young listening in shout out to Katie Young uh, feel free to drop us some scoop. I'm sure you can't do that, but <laughs> all right, let's move on. Tell us what you got for New Mexico, Adam. Yeah. So New Mexico is interesting. So uh, obviously, you know, kind of early-ish there, but like two guys that are really pushing for this, and I, and I don't think too much of a secret, but like Tim Miles, um, you know, he, he was at, you know, Nebraska, Colorado State, Colorado State's in the Mountain West, like like New Mexico. But, but interesting enough, in 2017, when Miles' contract when they knew it wasn't going to be extended, and he was kind of like a lame duck for a little bit in Nebraska. Uh, he, he was kicking the tires on New Mexico. There's something there. Right. Um, but the other one is obviously Richard Patino from Minnesota. Um, you know, it, it's probably no secret that he's going to be out at, at Minnesota. Um, but I think the interesting thing here is is the, the AD at New Mexico, uh, Eddie Nunez. He's a basketball guy, man. He was uh, Billy Donovan's GA at Florida. He was an administrative guy for Tom Crean at Marquette. But so you think, well, like, why Richard Patino at New Mexico? It's kind of odd. Well, no, it's not because Billy the Kid's a Rick Patino guy. So look at this. We're looking down the tree. So, you know, that name to me makes perfect sense at New Mexico and, and could, in fact, be, be the guy there. Um, 
We Fuck said that when off, we said that one off the record last week. We said a high major okay. coach <laughs> that's uh, tied to Billy Donovan. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and that's the thing, and that's what's going to happen. I think is if it's not Patino or Miles, you know, it's it's going to be there's going to be some kind of Billy Donovan, Rick Patino, or, or to be honest, even some kind of Tom Crean tie there, um, because like I said, you know, uh, Eddie Nunez is a basketball guy, and, and from the people that I've talked to, like he'll tell you he's a basketball guy too. Like he's proud of that. You know, so this is this is a big hire for me. He's been the AD there since 2017. This is this will be a big big basketball hire for him. So you know, someone coming from one of those families, I think, um, is going to be the choice there. And again, you know, you guys mentioned Damon Stoudemire earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously he's a legend at Arizona. That's yeah. that you know, New Mexico's in that Southwest. You know, he brings a little bit of a name. Uh, he's done a nice job at Pacific. Um, so New Mexico, it sounds like they're going to pay about seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, so that's obviously. You know, that's going to be more than Stoudemire is making a Pacific. Not that, you know, hey, I mean, he played in the league long enough. I'm, I'm pretty sure he doesn't need it. But it's, it's definitely a pay increase. Um, not an increase for, for obviously Miles or Patino. But when you need a job, you take a job. You know, so that's why I think those guys would be in play for that um, kind of $700,000 range that, that they're talking about in New Mexico. Yeah, there's a couple of – we mentioned those names. Those are, those are awesome names. A uh, couple other I got we, – we mentioned Kyle Keller before. His name's been mentioned from Stephen F. Austin. Uh, and then, uh, so I've, I've heard that Cody, we said Cody Topper on the show, but I've actually got a text saying Cody Topper may have actually interviewed at New Mexico, um, in this process. And then, uh, and then Travis DeCure's name came up as well. So, uh, some of the same names coming circling back around, but uh, New Mexico is definitely a good job when they're able to play at home in their own state, in their own gym. This year was crazy. Uh, but yeah, this, it's definitely a traditionally a, a elite job in that league. Yeah, no, you're right, and, and 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 I'm glad you said that. You know, this this year was was definitely crazy, um, which which is, which is nuts that we're talking about some of this too. Like some of these these guys that are getting evaluated over a, a shortened season, right. um, and I kind of made that point last week when uh, Tony Jasic at Jacksonville was fired. You know, a, a little bit under 500, a little bit right. under 500 for his career, played a shortened season due to COVID. Um, and still wound up getting fired. He had two years left on his contract. You know, like yeah. this wouldn't have happened last year because no one's buying anybody out. Right. But but now you see, like, wow, even even this COVID shortened, COVID crazy season, like ads are still evaluating. Um, which, which, like I said, you know, to me that was like kind of the first sign that, like, wow, okay, this this will definitely be a little bit of a busy year, busier year right. than last year, and um, guys will get evaluated and guys will get fired. And then, like I said, uh, I said it last week that, you know, Jassic is different than, than Greg Lansing at, at Indiana state where Lansing had an expiring contract. There was some other stuff going on there. You know, this was, this was going to have, this was happening for a long time. I mean, right. it's not a surprise. Um, you know, so that one, you know, not, not a surprise, but, but with Jassic, it's like, yeah, wow. They, they just bought two years and same thing. Like when, when Patino goes at Minnesota, uh, they're going to owe him some money. It, you know, it sounds like he's got a, you know, $175,000 buyout. Um, but, but again, he's got like a retention bonus on April 30th. It's like 400,000. So it'd be like $135,000 buyout, something like that. Um, so, but they're going to, they're going to pay to, to buy him out, which is again, there was a lot, there were a lot of guys that, that got saved because of this last year um, that, that is not happening this year. So definitely an interesting, interesting time for, for college basketball. No doubt. No doubt. Do you think it will still be 37 jobs? I think you predicted, or do you think it'll be more? So, I, yeah, I, 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 did, I did that a couple of weeks ago. I, I set the over under at 37. Um, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stick to it. Okay, stick to the guns. I like it. I'm going to stick. The, the first week I had my over under at five, it was four, so a little bit less. This week I have the over under at nine and a half. Uh, we're at two. But believe it or not, we're going to sneak, we're going to sneak pretty close to that this week. Um, you know, I think. You know, the next couple of days, it, there'll be some movement. And I think it's funny that, you know, kind of like in the old days, like the newspaper days, right? Guys would get fired late on Friday night because they kind of bury it in the headlines. Right, right, no right. one reads the newspaper on the weekends. Now guys try to make moves Friday night. They don't realize, like, the Internet's not nonstop. It doesn't matter. You can announce it at midnight Friday night or, or noon on a Monday. Guys still right. know. So, right. But I still think that's kind of the, the, the thought that, you know, like this Friday night, we're going to try and bury it on a Friday night. So I, I think – between tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday, and even Sunday, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get a little bit busy here. Right. I got one before you go, if you don't mind, Adam G. You're good. Go ahead. What do you got? The 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 Denver job. I was told this morning that there's 12 people that have interviewed. Uh, I know three, or I've been told about three of them. Adam Cohen from Stanford, um, the head coach at Colorado School of Mines, I believe, was one of them, and then uh, then Dan Dan Fife. Is that is that? What was the name I said, Adam G. Earlier? 
Uh, Dan Fickey at Belmont Fickey, Abbey. I'm sorry, Fickey at Belmont Abbey. Those are three names I heard that interviewed. Uh, but I heard it was 12 that interviewed. I didn't know if you knew any of those names or heard different names or what you've heard. You know, there, there's a lot going on there right now. I'll tell you another name to keep an eye on is uh, Xavier Silas. Uh, he's in the G League right now, played the NBA, G League assistant. Um, he's got some ties out that way. Uh, what was played, at, played, at, played at Denver? Played at Northern played Illinois. Colorado. Excuse me, played at Colorado. Yeah, and, then, and then Northern Illinois at the end. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you know, he, he's really trying to get into this thing, and he's been pushing hard. And um, I think that's another uh, kind of uh, under-the-radar name there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had a good. They've had a good amount of success offensively. I think he's coaching the offensive side of the ball. He's done some good things. Yep, you're right. I also heard recently that they're looking for head coaching experience, which would counter, you know, the Adam Cohen name and and uh, Silas. Uh, I believe is an assistant in the G League, right? Assistant. Yep. Assistant. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. The the Dan Ficky hire would make sense and go along with that. Um, yeah, but you know, I'll agree with you though. Where you know, if if, if they're gonna want a guy with head coaching experience for for what they're gonna pay, you're gonna look for like a Dan Ficky type, you know, or right. a guy from the Colorado School of Mines. Right. Um, you're not gonna afford a high major assistant. You're not gonna afford a current Division One head coach. I mean, you're gonna have to tap into the lower levels um, to to get a guy who's gonna come for what you're gonna pay. Um, so if 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 that's what they want, um, that's what that's you know, those candidates would, would make sense. And it kind of goes, it kind of goes in waves like that, where they go opposite of what they recently hired. Billups was a high major assistant who hadn't had head coaching experience. Sometimes they go the opposite route and go with somebody who has head coaching experience. So it does make sense. And I think Colorado School of Mines is either the one seed or the two seed in their region uh, for the for the tournament D two wise. They've had a ton of success. So, uh, and then the other guy um, from Belmont Abbey was at Denver as an assistant at one point in time. So he kind of knows the the inside of Denver as well. So those names could definitely make sense. Yeah, another name that's popped up for a couple of jobs here. Uh, also heard his name mentioned with Albany. Uh, I don't know how accurate that is or not, but I've just also heard his name for Denver. Uh, Andre Cook at St. Edwards, another D2 head coach that's done a phenomenal job. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he got an interview uh, at either one of those places. Yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Andre Cook's a New York guy. So yep. that would make sense yeah. with, with Albany. Um, yep. But again, yeah, I mean, that, that, another name that, that makes sense if that's the way Denver's heading, um, you know, it could be. Well, Adam, hey, we really appreciate your time. We appreciate you you jumping on the carousel with us this week. I, we'd love to have you back at some point. Uh, we're just getting started here with this stuff. So we'll be going strong for a few more months. Awesome, man. Listen, I, I appreciate you guys having me. And, you know, anytime you want me back, I would I would love to uh, love to be here. Yeah, we'll we'll have plenty more off seasons uh, to go with with lots of carousel movement. So I think you'll be back plenty. It'll be fun. Beautiful. Well, like I said, man, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and um, you know, I will definitely be talking to you guys soon. Thanks, Adam. Take care. All right, All right. be good, fellas. All right, that was Adam Nelson with Hoop Dirt, uh, bringing us the latest scoop. He's always he's the best at knowing who's involved, and and really, like he said. Uh, his intentions behind this are, are mirror ours. Um, yeah. He's not about hot seats and, you know, celebrating guys losing their job. Uh, he's just trying to share information just like we are. So thanks again to Adam Nelson. Um, B, we got, I think, two more Division One jobs to get to, maybe three. Uh, Portland. Yep. Uh, so let's, let's kind of revisit Portland here. Again, we talked about it last time. Um, it sounded like they had a list of 30. 30 people that they were working from. Uh, and and also there were a couple of articles. The AD gave a couple of interviews about the hiring process, which always makes me nervous, but who knows? Um, uh, what have you heard there? It sounds like you've heard they're narrowing in on a couple guys. Yeah, it sounds like uh, Eastern Washington's head coach, uh, Shante Liggins, is going to be their choice is what I'm hearing. Uh, it sounds like it's getting – closer to being done. Um, that was kind of one of the favorite names in the beginning. And it sounds like they've kind of zeroed in on him. And unless um, something goes south, uh, it sounds like that's going to be one. One that we didn't mention last time was, I think, Mac Mike McPio actually interviewed at Portland as well. Uh, we talked about DP, who was the head coach at Riverside, but it sounds like the current head coach at Riverside has actually interviewed at Portland, um, the UCR head coach. So, yeah, uh, it sounds like Liggins, but 
you never know. These things always go down to the final hour. So the people that interviewed would still have a shot. So uh, someone like, um, yeah, Mike Pyle would make sense being that he's done such a good job in year one, but they also have had so much unknown, kind of like you were talking about with Eastern Illinois about their athletic department period um, there. So him having a chance to move up would make sense. Yeah. Um, you, you, you ask yourself, why would a first year head coach and Mike be interested exactly what you just said? Um, sure, Portland probably pays a little bit more. It's definitely in a better conference in the West Coast Conference. Right. Um, but more importantly, like you said, they've had their schools had financial issues. They've talked about potentially going Division Three. Their athletic director just left for that reason um, and took a job at Kennesaw State. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, lots of unknown there. And I could see him, you know, that would that'd be a good move. The other names we mentioned last week, and I don't know where they're at in the process, uh, Scott Garson at Santa Clara, Jim Shaw uh, at Western Oregon, Division II head coach, who's done a great job there, Danny Sprinkle at Montana State, and Matt Logie at Point Loma. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, if, if it is indeed Shante Leggins, as you mentioned, or if they end up going in another direction. Um, and then finally, uh, we've got Jacksonville. Right. Um, another job that's that's a really challenging job, um, a, a difficult job in the A Sun. Uh, that league, other than Liberty, you know, is fairly balanced, and you can make a quick rise in that league if you get the right recruiting class. Uh, you've seen North Alabama done doing a great job there. Bellarmine has come in and had a lot of success, so I think you can rise. But Liberty, no question, is by far the best job in that conference. Jacksonville. Uh, Limited resources, not a great gym. Honestly, Tony Jasek did a pretty good job there. Yep. Um, just unfortunate, you know, the way it ended. But, uh, you know, I haven't heard anything for this one. Um, you know, some guys that, that I would think would be good and that I, I'm sure, you know, would have some level of interest. Greg Heyer, uh, who obviously uh, is at ETSU now, but he's been at LSU, and he had such a successful run as the head coach at Chipola um, there in Florida. Uh, Tim Kane, assistant coach at Murray State. I'm not sure is he associate head coach or assistant. I don't know what his title is. He's really good. I know that. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's a Florida guy and spent a lot of time in the state there. Um, I'm sure he'd have interest. I'm sure a guy like James Kane at Iowa State, another Florida guy. Um, and then there's so many good Division II coaches, uh, you know, in the state of Florida, in the Sunshine State Conference. There's so many good JUCO coaches in the state. Uh, right. that I can see him going the small college route as well. Anything you've heard there? Yeah, I just I was just thinking kind of like you said as far as guys that would be good. I mean, uh CY Carlton Young at Florida State and you see what Dennis Gates has done and you see what um uh just their program in general has done at Florida State. I mean, been one of the best in the ACC. Uh Leonard Hamilton is kind of a goat in his own right, so uh, I would think CY would be one of the next ones to get his chance to lead a program and it makes sense being uh, that maybe it's not a great job in a lot of ways and somebody who will roll their sleeves up and kind of have that same um, pedigree like like a Dennis Gates. I think he would be great. Uh, and, yeah, Greg Heyer is a great name. I mean, Greg Heyer won over 160 games as a JUCO head coach at Chipola, won five championships, five coach of the years. Uh, he actually uh, also went to the Final Four when he was at um, Wichita State, won the SEC championship when he was at LSU. Uh, I'm a huge Greg Fire, Greg Hire, uh, you know, advocate just because I think guys that win in JUCO they understand how to win, and he's an elite level recruiter, and he's won everywhere Division One. So those kind of guys are the guys you need to win at a place like that. To me, you know, you need a guy who's a grinder who can really recruit and really has a doesn't care what the name on the front of the school says. He's just gonna find a way to get it done. Yeah, let me tell you, Greg Hire. I was at College of Central Florida at the time. I was Central Florida Community College when he was at Chipola. They kicked our ass in the championship <laughs> game. We were we made it all the way to the state championships. We had a great run. We felt, you know, real good going into that game. They had their starting five. They had two guys going to Indiana. Yep. They had a guy going to Texas A&M. Yep. They had two guys going to Wichita State. They had a guy going to Kansas. Yep. We were down 40 at halftime. We had no <laughs> chance in that game. And he can coach, too. It wasn't just about having talent. He could really, really coach. He's got a great – great uh, command of the floor on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And then I want to go back to what you said about CY at Florida State. CY would be great. Love CY. Um, I, I kind of want to talk about something here. He obviously 
you know, had the opportunity at Georgia Southern years ago uh, that didn't work out. Um, but I think there's, I think coaches learn so much, you know, from getting an opportunity to do it. You know, right. it's so hard to be a head coach. It's so hard to win. Uh, so having that head coaching experience, even if it didn't work out the first time, you know, he's gone and now he's, he's been an assistant again at Florida state for so many years. They've had so much success. Give him another chance. He's, he's right. learned, uh, you know, I'm sure he's learned so much from his first go around. Uh, let's see if he can be successful somewhere else. Um, I, I think too many times when guys get fired, they just get kicked out of the, the head coaching business. I and I don't think that's right. I think, uh, I think you should look at the individual and see what's happened. Look at, here's a perfect example. Look at Richie McKay. Richie yep. McKay uh, was a head coach at several Great schools. Example. Great. And he, was, he had a good career, but not great. He got let go. Um, he went to Liberty. Then he left Liberty. Went to uh, Virginia to go to Virginia and he spent six years at Virginia. Now he goes back to Liberty, three straight championships, three straight. I don't know if he's got three straight coach of the years, but he's turned Liberty into a dominant program. So dominant. he's gone from a good head coach to a great head coach one, yep. because he's gotten with a great, you know, he, he went to Virginia. He learned under Tony Bennett. Then he went back to it. He's, he's stepped out of the rat race. He's probably gained new perspective, new lessons. Yep. Uh, and now this next chapter of his head coaching life, has been super successful. So would love to see a guy like CY get another chance in Jacksonville would, would totally make sense. Um, yeah, to the piggyback, what you said, I, I glad you said that and those examples were perfect because oftentimes if we want to be blunt on the show. Like we said, we don't really care. We'll say what we want. Um, they don't usually give black head coaches another chance. So uh, Richie McKay is a great example of a guy who knew what he was doing before and, and had some, uh, solid success, but then got with uh, an elite level program, got some perspective, and now he's doing elite level things. I just think more guys, uh, period, should get a second chance. But I also specifically with minorities, I think that is a thing that's like, hey, you got your shot. That's all you get, you know. No question. No question. All right, let's move to the women's side, Brian. Let's let's show women's Good. basketball Good. some love. We should have gotten to him earlier in the show, but um, let's start with uh, SMU. SMU women's basketball opened up. That's a, obviously a big job. Um, big time. Big time. And we're, we're just throwing out names here. Not that we've heard this, um, but going to start with uh, my girl, Rika Patterson at SEMO. She's former Baylor assistant, so she's got the Texas ties. And she's done a great job turning SEMO into a program that historically was towards the bottom of the OVC into the, the, the OVC championship, the OVC champions in 2020. Uh, right. And then had another good season this year. I think they got the third seed um, in the OVC. So I've seen her up close in person. She's fantastic, not only on the floor, but she's great in the community. She's got a great energetic personality. She's young, but she's proven uh, she'd be great. Another great name. You know, there's there's some great coaches in Texas. Uh, right. And Mark Kellogg at Stephen F. Austin. They've, yep. they've dominated. Tina Langley at Rice has won three straight Conference USA championships. Um, and then you got to look over at Missouri State, what they've done uh, under Mox Agugua uh, Hamilton. Uh, she's been fantastic. Two, two Missouri Valley championships in just two years as a head coach. She's definitely an up-and-coming rising star. That would be fantastic there. Yeah, for sure. I, I, love, uh, I love those names. And then a name I'll throw out there that I'm just biased towards, I think would do a great job. It was also in the Baylor tree. It's Toyo Wilson, who's an assistant at Michigan, was at Baylor for a long time, uh, had tremendous success there. They won a national championship. Uh, she was also a head coach at Prairie View, where she won championships there uh, and recruit, recruit the state really well. I got a couple of names, believe it or not, that's come in. Um, Hannah Howard at TCU and J.C. I don't know exactly how you say your last name, Hoyt, at UMKC. So two names that uh, just came in. I can't say that I'm super plugged in the women's side, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. It's baby steps, baby steps. But a big-time big time job SMU is for, for basketball period. We see what uh, the men's side has been able to do uh, semi-recently with Larry Brown and the resurgence. That facility is incredible. Their practice facility is incredible, their location. So definitely a high, high-level job. All right, let's talk about Wisconsin. That's another job that just recently opened up. Um, you know, again, I haven't heard specific names for this one, but I, I would first call up Shauna Green at Dayton, 
she's done such a great job at the Dayton program um, in her, what, four or five years there, turning them into a, you know, top, perennial top 25 team. Uh, I would reach out to her. And again, um, Mox Agugua Hamilton at Missouri State, two coaches, you know, in the Midwest that have proven uh, to be successful at that level. Yeah, I would think the proven head coach route would be make sense for Wisconsin. Uh, another high level, high level job, um, Big Ten job that not normally going to probably go with an assistant to move up or to uh, get a job quite at that level. But um, yeah, look forward to seeing uh, some of the names that continue to develop. I got nothing on Wisconsin. All right. Um, let's go to uh, our small college segment. Let's talk some small college ball. We're both small college guys. So yeah, we yeah, got to show love at that level. Yeah. We're going to start with Oklahoma city university. Um, the only update that I have there, um, Jim Abbott, their, their longtime athletic director um, is headed towards retirement. He's decided to, in order to help, you know, groom his, his, uh, his proteges, he, he's letting his associate AD handle the search. So, um, you know, will be somebody new uh, with the juice in this situation. Um, have you heard any names there, Brian, or same, same people as last time? Yeah, I haven't heard, I haven't heard much to be honest, uh, as far as like actual names themselves. So, um, I, I'll do some digging between this week and next week. I, I did hear they're not moving very fast. So I kind of put that in my brain, like, okay, we got some time to figure this one out. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't have any actual names other than names I would make up. Sure. Uh, another one that's, that's been quiet a little bit is Northwest Florida state. Again, uh, arguably the best junior college job in the country. The three names we mentioned last week, Jake Williams at Dodge City, who's a former Northwest Florida assistant under Steve DeMeo. Um, we mentioned Jeremy Schulman at Eastern Florida, who's who's done a phenomenal job turning that program into a, a national contender. Right. Um, they've had some recent uh, cuts, I believe, in their budget and their scholarships. Uh, and so that would make that would be a move that would make sense for Jeremy uh, financially and in terms of, you know, status of program. Uh, and then the other name we mentioned is Tim Ryan, uh, the former head coach at College of Central Florida, the, the Hall of Famer, uh, whose program got shut down last year. He's since taken the head job at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College uh, in Mississippi. But, uh, you know, and he just got there. I'm, I, I believe he's happy and having a decent first year. But uh, I'm sure when, when Northwest Florida – comes calling that's that's something you got to listen to so i'm sure he would have interest if uh if he was involved there yeah i still think the showman to me is the one that's like until he says no that's what i'm trying to figure out how to close the deal on um just makes makes too much sense he's had the level of success they want to have in northwest florida to me he's the guy and just from the little bit of uh the juco world that i've tapped into on this job it seems like that that that's kind of the consensus out there is the one that makes sense and the one that should try to get done. So we'll see what happens. But those oh, other Dick Williams, what he's what he did at again, I'm gonna I'm gonna emphasize this, what he did at USC Salkahatchee, a job that nobody ever won at. Uh, I don't think. I apologize if I'm skipping over their heyday in the nineties. Um but to but to take that team to Hutch For and sure. then have a successful first year at Dodge City, uh Jake's proven that he can do it and he's certainly been there at that school and and knows what it takes to win there. Um, yeah, I think so it'll, be interesting. Those, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Some of those people just may be biased towards, uh, you know, the, the the Florida being there, the Florida head coach. Like I said, I just just a little bit of the Juco world I've talked to, this seems like that's the name that people are saying. So that's not only my bias, but there's definitely some other qualified guys. And like you said, he would be extremely uh, one of those guys in that in that space. If you can if you can do it at UC Sassahatchee or however you say that, makes sense to me. <laughs> um, well, Brian, so I enjoyed it. One women's basketball job that's pretty high level that we didn't mention that I'm getting called out on is uh, Auburn is open. The Auburn women's basketball job is open. So uh, didn't want to not mention that name. Uh, and we'll get more and more advanced on our women's basketball uh, um, conversation and, and jobs that are open. But that seems like a really uh, – it's probably the biggest one we've mentioned, maybe even bigger than Wisconsin as far as – uh, jobs that are open, SEC jobs. So, yeah, you talk about the best leagues in women's basketball. The SEC is by far at the top. So, um, that is a big one. I appreciate you bringing that up. 
Uh, I'd appreciate it more if you had some scoop for us. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll certainly we'll certainly uh, continue to talk women's hoops, and we'll bring on some guests who can share more insight uh, onto some of these women's coaching searches uh, than we can. So, Brian, week two in the books, man. I enjoyed it. This was fun. Um, same time, same place next week. If you missed the live stream, uh, if you want to go back and listen in your car, uh, we released this via podcast on iTunes and Spotify and all the major podcast providers. Yep. So make sure to check it out. Leave us a review. Five stars only, please. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully see you guys same place, same time next week uh, on the carousel. Uh, quick PSA before we wrap up. Uh, again, Jasher Cox, uh, athletic director at Lincoln Memorial, will be our guest today on the Right Fit podcast. That's a Zoom for rising coaches members only. Uh, but will re be released, limited parts of it will be released via podcast uh, on Monday. Again, Jasher Cox at Lincoln Memorial, very timely guest, it seems like, uh, for the Right Fit podcast. So, Brian, thanks again for being on. We enjoyed it. Yep, we'll do it again next week. All right.